Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Joe Corner, or better known as the Heads Up Hockey Podcast. Yeah, it is July 5th here in the beautiful state of New Jersey, along the Jersey coast. And we got some news to talk about. Well, first off, sad news. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets netminder Matis Kivlenkis is uh, pronounced dead after a fatal accident due to a firework and that is a real thing that just happened um announced earlier uh one of the friends of the podcast mentioned it through a tweet from uh Brian Hedger says don't know all the t- details yet but hearing Matis Kivlenix has hit was hit with a firework yesterday in Michigan which was the root cause of his death at age 24. The kid was a uh, predominant goaltender. He was going to be the next goaltender, possibly replacing Jonas Corpasalo or uh, eventually take over Elvis Merzlikens, uh position. But this has pretty much changed everything for the Blue Jackets organization. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go to you guys. Um, Another sad thing uh, I found out just now, uh, a couple of friends of mine who did the Devils in the Details podcast, uh, they are going to do their final uh, NHL draft live stream, but they sent out this uh, tweet saying we're Stepping back after our five-year run, it's been a pleasure getting to talk about the New Jersey Devils with each and every one of you. So they wrote, after more than five years of manic hockey commentary, unbridled draft optimism, and cheesy topic uh, segues, we have decided to indefinitely suspend the Devils in the Details podcast project. We are looking forward to the next steps in our personal and professional lives. We are so grateful to have had the chance to speak with people from around the hockey world, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you to the listeners, commenters, friends, contributors, and supporters. We plan to have a 2021 NHL Draft live stream as a send-off and celebration for our time working together. Our camaraderie forged by the failures of the Devils hockey over the years has begun into a lifelong friendship. We look forward one day to finally getting the chance to meet and get a drink together, hopefully at a Devils playoff game. Ian and Duncan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I actually had Duncan Field on you know, about a year ago, and we talked about players from the recent draft classes the Devils got into. We agreed on most things, and he and Ian were always guys that I looked up to 
for advice on the draft and, you know, where they stood on things. And, you know, you're not always going to do things on your own, but you're going to learn from people over time and you're going to adapt and learn. And, you know, it's a process over the years that we learn from different people about different uh, attributes and different skills and different ideals and different philosophies that makes us unique and um, especially uh, the way that, you know, they grew their little podcast and they also have the Devils in the Details YouTube channel. That is a little bit different because they upload uh, shift by shift uh, videos of prospects for people to watch and I actually use some of their uh content on my um my articles. And so for those of you who've seen my overtimeheroics.net stuff, you can understand why I like their content because they actually break it down pretty well. And so over the years, you know, I enjoyed you know watching their live streams and stuff like that and um you know my friend Jake Wakeley and I we both had um Ian and Duncan on at different times and we'll have them on it's just that um it's gonna be hard to get them on because of their work-life balance and family and personal stuff you know that's gonna be harder to do now what I'm suggesting is I'm gonna bring them on for a future episode, I don't know when, but I have to contact both of them. They usually like to come on at different times. Um, however, I do want to, you know, get one of them on and see what they're thinking and how's it all going. And, you know, um, it's going to be an interesting off season. Um, the Devils no longer have uh, the development and mental evaluation uh gal in um Dr. Amy Kimball she did okay i mean developed a few of our players and like Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes but i think with the guys like Jesper Bokvist she could have done a little bit better but i think Megan Duggan will do a much better job in the hockey ops and maybe an extended role. My uh, friend Neil Villapiano and I both agree that we can see that she can possibly do a better job, you know, versus the one before her. I think the way that the Devils are going, um, there will be an announcement of who will replace Scott O'Neill um, going forward. I tend to like the way the Devils are going to be set up at the draft. They're going to come up with something interesting that they will move up in this draft, you know, picking a couple great um, early picks, and they'll see if they can trade one or a few of the multi-picks that they have. Um, I am going to do a... Uh, a draft prospects hockey.com and I actually, you know, Owen Power went first overall. Brent Clark went to Seattle. Dylan Gunther went third overall to Anaheim. I picked Luke Hughes. 
at fourth overall, it makes the most sense for me. He plays both left and right defense. He's a left shot, um, very mobile. It'd be great for Jack, you know, to have that brotherly love um, in the clubhouse and get both players playing well together. Now, um, I'm going to hit Sim to my pick. And available right now, we have Cole Sillinger, Matthew Semoskevich, Daniel Chaika, Francesco Pinelli, uh, Stanislav Savozel, uh, Zach Dean, Samu Tuomala, um, Xavier Borgo, uh, we have Simon Robertson. Um, what do I really like about these players? I mean, Chaika, I think, makes the most sense. He played with Shakir Muhammadulin. Uh it says he's mentioned as a meat and potatoes type, poised, skates well, strong passer, defensively sound. The Devils need a defensive defenseman. <clears throat> you could be a left shot, you know. I like the left shot. I like the way he plays. Um, Stanislav Savozel is a two-way defender, left defense. Zach Dean, he's a two-way grinder. Semituomala. I mean, he is a really good sniper, says dynamic goal scorer, finds open ice, cannon one-timer, needs to get stronger. Um, I tend to like Tuomala a little bit more. Then you have Artin Martino, smart, skilled, playing 200-foot winger, ex- excellent edges and vision. Soft hands, choppy stride. I think the choppy stride scares a little bit of people. But then you have Scott Morrow, who's an offensive right defenseman. Uh, Offensively creative defender, unreal puck skills, elite skater, competitive. Defense needs attention. To me, it sounds like a diamond in the rough type pick. And let's go with that. The Devils usually make a nice, interesting late pick in the first round. And so um, 61st overall um, says goal scoring left winger. Um, Let me see if I can do something like that. I chose Alexander Kisikov, fleet-footed offensive winger, quick, agile, and shifty, knows for the net, size, defensive questions. I think over time, most players who are forwards, they can learn to play better defensively. It's not like a huge issue, but I think it's one of those issues that they learn to uh, adapt with and get better at. And... Power left winger. I'm actually going to go with a big center in Samuel Hellenius. He's big, two-way player. Hmm. I'm actually going to go with a Two-way big right D 
in Roman Schmidt reminds me a lot of uh, Eric Chernak in a way. I mentioned Chernak and I mentioned Roman Schmidt in a recent hockey article on OvertimeHeroicsHockey.net. So for those of you listening out there, um, don't be afraid to uh, read the blog and it's very good. I usually post videos of players in the in each blog I'm a part of, so you'll see what I'm doing in there. It's just pretty good. Um, let's see if there's any power left wingers there. Um, let's see who makes sense at this point. All right. Let's get a big goalie. Um, goaltenders, I mean, let's see. You have Joe Verbetic of North Bay Battalion of the Ontario Hockey League. He's an 02 birth year, six foot six, 181 pounds. Then you have, let's see, who else is there? That's also a big goaltender. Oh, and Bartoszkiewicz of the Wichita Falls Warriors of the NAHL. I think at this time, um, shoot. Yep. That was basically it. I was just looking at. What else I could do in the local draft, but just simming around. Let's see. I basically had to restart over. I screwed up. Um, I'm going to go with Dylan Gunther at four because there's no Luke Hughes. I like Gunther. He's a really good shooter, power forward type player to me. Let's see, power left wing. Power left wing, right wing. You know what? I'm going to go off the board a little bit. Maybe I'm going to go with Daniil Chaika at left defense. Power left wing. Colton Dot maybe, but I like Matt Knees the most for power left wing. Two-way right defenseman. Let's do that over. Vincent Iorio, WHL. To me, he'd be like this year's version of Braden Schneider because the Devils really wanted a Braden Schneider type player, but the Rangers took him and the Devils took a response pick in Shakir Muhammadulin, um, which I actually like, and he's turning around pretty good. Um, let's see, offensive left defenseman. 
Valtteri Koskela, smooth skating puck rusher with strong offensive instincts. Aggressive, makes questionable passes. Um, okay, maybe, maybe not. Ah, oh, Yegor Savikov. I like the idea of Savikov. Offensive defenseman. Hmm. I think there's a lot of interesting picks at this one. Drew Krabs, maybe. Big goalie. Talon Boyko of the Tri-City Americans. Big center. Let's see who's out there for a big center. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Not a lot of big centers left around at this range of 163, but there's a kid from UMass Amherst and Josh Lapina. He's a big grinder center. So, Oh, and he's a February 16th birthday, just like uh, Nikita Chibrikov. There are a couple of February 16th birthdays in this draft. That's interesting. Uh, 202, left wing, right defense, or uh, right wing. Let's see. Let's see who else I could find. Possibly... A buddy of mine from Overtime Heroics Hockey recommended Marcus Omquist. I think that's good. I mean, you get you get everything, including a right defense, a left wing. I mean, you pretty much take off all the boxes. Let's review what... The, f- the first round looks like. Just for, you know, fun. I mean, I know the NHL draft is on the 23rd and the 24th, but um, throwing in our sponsor, Vigit uh, Technologies. Uh, if you sign up at HUH2021 um, using the app, uh, you know, you help support the show. Um, it helps me grow the the podcast, and it's a really good thing. Um, first overall is Owen Power. Second is Brant Clark. Third is Luke Hughes. My selection at four is Dylan Gunther. Uh, fifth is Matthew Beneers. Sixth is William Eklund. Seventh is Fabian Liesel. Uh Eighth is Kent Johnson. Ninth is Jesper Valset, the goaltender. Mason McTavish. And you have Simon Edvinson uh, to Chicago, Zachary Bolduc to Calgary, Matthew Coronato 
uh, to Philadelphia, Aturatu to Dallas, Chaz Lucius to the Rangers, Fedor Svechkov at 16th, Corson Kulemans to Winnipeg, Logan Stankoven uh, to Nashville, Zachary Leroux to Edmonton uh, to the Oilers, Nikita Chibrikov goes to Boston, Sebastian Kosa to uh, the Minnesota Wild, Brennan Othman goes to the Detroit Red Wings, Sasha Pastuyov to the Florida Panthers, Cole Sillinger to the Columbus Blue Jackets, Francesco Pinelli to uh, Minnesota, Oscar Olauson uh, goes to the Carolina Hurricanes, Sean Behrens goes to the Colorado Avalanche, Carson Lambos goes to uh, the Montreal Canadiens, I chose uh, Daniel Chaika uh, to play for New Jersey. And you have Matthew Samoskevich uh, to Columbus. Prohor Poltapov to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And to round out the 32nd overall pick, Isaac Rosen. So anyone wondering, there's... No one is picking a player uh, for Arizona in the first round. They are penalized technically. So uh, technically, Samu Selmanen does not get drafted at 36. So I just realized that. I was like, wait a sec, that doesn't... 36, he does get drafted at that, but... Um, Arizona is not picking 1 through 32 in uh, this draft, just to let you know. Um, let's see. I want to clear that up because um, you, by the time you hear this, you'll be like, why did you say that? Okay, so Columbus only gets picks 36, 42, 106, 121, 138, and 170. So just to clear that out, that's... Who they got? They get Samu Selminen, Red Savage, uh, Liam Dower Nilsson, Topias Villan, uh, Ethan Burroughs, and Igor Guskov, the goaltender. So, to uh, tell people who the Devils get Dylan Gunther, Daniel Chaika, Matt Nees, Vincent Iorio, Drew Krebs. Then you have Talon Boyko, Josh Lapina, and Marcus Almquist. So basically, I mean, another guy I would recommend in the mid-late rounds would be Danila Klimovic from Belarus. Uh, he's a growing wild card player. I think he would be a great hit-or-miss uh, type prospect. So there are players in this draft that, you know, don't get enough attention, but the Devils always find a way to hit on these late picks. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, doesn't have a couple of uh, early picks, so they are stuck with 94 through 222. So they get a physical goal scorer and a two-way player in Edgar Varagian who's a big, strong, physical goal scorer, balanced skater, could improve first step, all effort with some skill. They get a defenseman 
and Jake Martin from the USHL, Daniel Lazutin. Um, they get a goal scorer in him, uh, Bennett Rossmi, a big two-way player from the Deutsche Elite League's uh, second tier, uh, Florian Eliash, or Florian Elias from Adler Mannheim, who played for the German national team in the and he plays in the German Elite League. Uh, the Deutsche Elite League, he's five foot eight, 170 pounds. He's a grinder playmaker. And then you have Denny Gord for the Owen Sound attack. And he's a two-way player. Um, to get to know your enemy, I mean, Pittsburgh, they were stuck with Connor Roulette, Gabe Klassen, Marco Staha, Landon McCollum, and Ethan Starkey. Um, to be quite honest, I actually like what I did in the draft because you get a goal scorer, playmaker, and Dylan Gunther. Um, you get a guy who doesn't mess up with uh, the Hughes-Heesher top line. You get to have a guy like Dawson Mercer over the years that gets to play the wing or play center. Um, you get to have a Sharon Govich at the center. So you have a couple of guys that can play wing and be finishers. So it's a good problem to have. Daniel Chaika is a teammate of Shakir Muhammadulin, And Muhammadulin would do really good with a player like Chaika, who has played in North America a little longer than, you know, him. Because Shakir, by the time he comes over, by the end of the 21-22 season, he'll have to learn a lot from fellow Russian teammate that they played on the Russian national team. But Chaika brings a lot of interesting attributes because he's a big guy. He's physical, he's a two-way player, and he's defensive. And Devils fans always wanted a defensive defenseman. But having a two-way guy is great. To me, it's like making multiple picks in a player that late. So it's really good. Really good value. Matthew Nice, he's actually an American and Slovak citizen. I found out from Elite Prospects, and he's actually committed to play hockey at the NCAA D1 level, so this is good. Um, the Devils don't have to rush him if they do so to pick him. He's a big playmaker, creative, accurate passer, controls the puck, battles inconsistent play, lumbering feet. I think they can work on that lumbering feet a little bit more, but he's a power forward uh, playmaker, and he's a big guy. And, you know, the Devils need big bodies because, you know, even though the NHL is getting more skilled, you still need to have those big, heavy guys that when you get to the playoffs, you need someone who's going to play big and play physical. Um, Vincent Iorio, he's a big two-way defensive player. It's described as... Big, rangy defender with excellent four-way mobility, strong passes, smart, big shot, NHL upside. I think when you get to a defensive player, I think the most upside you worry about is 
Will they be able to uh, play their game past the AHL level and then become more serviceable at the NHL level? Uh, yeah, defensemen take longer to develop. Forwards take less most of the time. So I wouldn't be too worried. You know, a kid like him, you know, being 18 years old, actually, no, 19. Sorry. So right now he would be a plus one in his draft. So he'd be 19. So by the time, what was it, 22 comes in, it'll be 20 years. So he'll be a little older for the uh, the WHL. And then that'd be his last season in the WHL with the Brandon Wheat Kings. The Devils know awfully a lot about the WHL. So I can stay confident in that. And Drew Krebs would be someone from the Medicine Hat Tigers they would look at. He's a playmaker, but offensive player from the left of fence. Talon Boyko, a six foot eight, two hundred one pound giant with a goal allowed average of three point oh two with a save percentage of point nine oh one and fourteen games played. So that's pretty good. That's a good record for for a team in Tri-City. Josh Lapina was part of that really good UMass Amherst team that won it all in the, the finals under Greg Carville for UMass Amherst, the UMass Minutemen. And it's actually a good year. <coughs> And I think that the way the the Devils are looking at late round picks tend to be gold mines. It's just like they find at least one guy in the late rounds or the mid rounds that just prove to be gold. It's just they know where to find the diamonds in the rough. And they're going to do it again in the... 2019, 2020 draft classes, it's going to happen. And 21 should be no different because the scouting staff has improved. And I think if Tom Fitzgerald gets an extension, he'll bring in more and better scouts to help hit more in all sections of the draft. Now, Marcus Almquist is... Five foot seven, one sixty one, Danish. He's a playmaker, and I think if you bring him over to North America, he'll do a better job and getting used to playing the North American game. So that about wraps it up. Um, it is a great July fifth. It's a nice, peaceful start to the week. I hope everyone. You know, you share this podcast and don't be afraid to comment and share this podcast, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever you want to do. It's on anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Uh, Have a great day, everyone.